You are listening to the weekly podcast of The Sanctuary in Huntsville, Alabama. We pray you enjoy today's message. While we're standing, we just want to read a quick verse uh, of scripture. Hallelujah. God is a great God. And we're blessed to be in the house of the Lord today. Hallelujah. Psalm number 50, and we'll read for just a few verses, verses 1 through 5. Psalm number 50, verses 1 through 5. And if you have it, you can uh, turn to it and read it along with us. Amen. Psalm number 50, verses 1 through 5. Hallelujah. I believe, and I'm, I believe God is, is, will supply our every need. Hallelujah. The Bible says the mighty God, Psalm 50 and verse 1 through 5 says, The mighty God, even our Lord, hath spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempestuous round about him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made covenant with me by sacrifice. Amen. We give God glory for the reading and the hearing of his word. Let's give God praise, everybody. Hallelujah. We are the doers of the word of God. You can be seated in the presence of God. God is good to us, and we appreciate God for his grace and his mercy toward us, and we appreciate you joining us on today. I want to go into the word of the Lord. Uh, I've been praying about uh, the last few weeks. We've been talking about uh, God's presence and uh, asking God to dwell with us, and, and, uh, and last week, uh, there's more of God that I want. I don't know about you, I, I, I've, I've been, God filled me with the gift of the Holy Ghost when I was 11 years old, I'm 54, and there's still more of God that I want, hallelujah, I, 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 I'm serious, there's still more of God that I want, hallelujah, there's still way a lot more, I, I want, I want, I'm like Paul, I want to know him, and as we're approaching our fasting and praying, I want to uh, do some teaching really on that today and I want to look in the book uh, so I'm going to ask that you uh, uh, turn uh, in your Bibles along with us today uh, as we as we teach in the word of the Lord uh, the Bible uh, is right Romans 8 and I want to start there uh, Romans 8 we're going to be in several scriptures today because this week of fasting and praying I want I'm looking for results. I don't want to fast and just go hungry. I'm asking God for some results. I don't want to pray without expectation. I'm looking for results. Amen. I'm asking God for some results. Anybody want results? Amen. And so I want to look at Romans chapter number 8 and verse number 24. We will start there. And the scripture says, for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? Verse 25 says, but if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. This is what I want, Romans 8 and 26. It says, if you have it, I'm going to ask that you read it aloud with us. It says what? Likewise, the spirit helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we are but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with moanings with groanings which cannot be uttered verse number 27 says and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit for he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And, and most of us know verse number 28. So let's go ahead and read Romans 8 and 28. And we know 
that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. The, the word of God uh, uh, really is a from Genesis to Revelation. It is about God and his relationship with man. God is concerned about his relationship with mankind. God, you don't see God necessarily, you don't see God in scripture having conversation with animals. You don't see God, but God is concerned about his relationship with man. Man is his prized possession, whether we understand it or not. God, when he created Adam and Eve in his image and his likeness, we are God's prized possession. So God had to create a way for man to communicate with him. God is a spirit. St. John chapter 4 says God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him. How? In spirit and in truth. The only way we commune with God is through prayer, through spirit. God is a spirit. I, I hope we, I'm, I'm going to ask us this morning to take notes. Prayer is your most important weapon in your life. Hallelujah. Prayer is the absolute most important weapon, most important thing in your life. Prayer uh, is, is everything. And God wants us to have a prayer life. Not just now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake. That's fine. We learn that as children. If I should die before I wake. I pray the Lord my soul to take. My soul to take. That's wonderful. But a prayer life. Is what God is expecting from us. Amen. God wants us to spend intimate time with him. God wants us to shut off our phones, turn off TikTok, turn off Facebook, turn off IG, turn off all our, our social media, turn off our televisions, and sit down and have intimate time with God. And the scripture, uh, 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 the Bible says the disciples come to Jesus and they say, Jesus, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. He didn't, they didn't say teach us how to pray. Teach us to pray. Hear me. And prayer is, a, is communication with God. Prayer is communication with God. Can I share something with you? God already knows every problem you face. God knows everything you go through. He knows every sickness you face. He knows every financial problem you have. He knows every pain that you feel. The Bible says we have not a high priest. Hebrews tells us we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. So it's not that we have to surprise God or inform God of what we go through. God knows everything. He's all knowing. He knows the very hairs on our head. He knows the thoughts that we think. He knows everything about us. So it's not that we are informing God when we come to prayer about our life affairs. Because the Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. We are not informing God as if he does not know. Prayer is not necessarily about us. We're in the Christmas season. And, and many kids are sitting on Santa Claus lap giving him their wish list. And sometimes we approach prayer like that. We approach God as God, I need my house no paid. I need my children off of drugs. I need this situation fixed on my job. I need my car no paid. I have this uh, uh, contract I'm asking you to help me with. As if God is not aware already of our life affairs. I want you to understand something. God is fully aware of everything you are facing. Good or bad, God is fully aware of every issue that we face. So when we come to God, the scripture said, when we come to God, we must come to God believing. 
Oh Lord. Hallelujah. And this scripture says this. We're saved by hope. Romans is a phenomenal passage because it's, a, it's really broken down into five divisions. It's about uh, 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 condemnation. It's about justification. It's about sanctification. It's about glorification. It's broken down. And so when we look at the book of Romans, it's written by Paul. He did not start this church. This church started on the, in chapter number uh, two of the book of Acts. There were saints that there were from Rome and they went back to Rome. Amen. And they established ministries in Rome and 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 this passage is phenomenal because uh, the writer writes and I believe Paul wrote it the Bible says he said we're saved by hope but hope that is seen is not hope for what a man seeth why doth he yet hope for I don't have to pray Lord uh, give me a house he already I got one to live in He's already provided me with that. I want to share something else with you. You don't have to ask God for the stuff you need. God said, my God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. And my God is not broke. I'm going to tell you something. The God I serve is filthy rich. The God I serve is ridiculously wealthy. Anytime he can speak and create wealth. He said, I have the power to speak and create wealth. God wants us to fulfill his will in the earth. Oh, Lord. So prayer becomes a desire of God to fulfill his will in our lives. We've made prayer about God. This is what I want. This is my desire. But truthfully, God has given us the avenue of prayer so we can become uh, uh, fulfillers of God's will. Oh, hallelujah. See, God does not mind blessing us, but God wants us in his perfect will. And can I tell you, sometimes God will create, allow chaotic situations in your life just to bring you back to his will. God will allow chaos to happen in your life so you come back to prayer and say, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. God will allow things to happen and to transpire in our lives simply because we wouldn't pray if we weren't in trouble. Can I, can I talk? Can I be honest? And, and notice what he says. He says, for if we hope for that we see, that the thing that we see not, then do we with patience. I'm in Romans 8 and 25. If I pray for God's will to happen, God, I just want to see your will done. God, no longer my will, but let thy perfect will be done. I'm so glad God has given us the avenue of prayer. Because if it wasn't for prayer, we would, we would ask God for stuff we don't need. But notice this. He says, if I pray for that I don't see, I'm in Romans 8 and 25. What, but if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. See, here's what faith does. Here's what prayer does. Prayer increases faith. No faith in God, then you won't, you won't see any results. We have to pray with faith. Faith and prayer go hand in hand. Hallelujah. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to let nobody shake my faith. Hallelujah. I've seen God do some work, some miracles in my life. If I see it, I don't have to hope for it. But if I pray and don't see it, I'm going to wait on God because God's going to hear my prayer. And he will bring it to pass. Now watch what he says. Now I, I like what Paul says. That now verse number 26. Will you help me read Romans 8 and 26. Likewise the spirit what? Helpeth our infirmities. This infirmity is not just sickness. This infirmity say, is not just uh, cancer. 
This infirmity is not just talking about diabetes. It's not just talking about AIDS. It's not just talking about COVID-19. We, we think the spirit. No, the, the, the body, the mind, the culture of man is sick. Oh, God. Uh, the spirit helpeth the sickness of mankind. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This world is sick, y'all. Can I teach? This world we live in, the mindset of man is corrupt every day. The Bible said this. The Bible said that the Lord looked at man. If you study from Genesis chapter 1 to Genesis chapter number 6, there is a massive decline in the character of man. From, from Genesis 1, after Eve were in the garden, they eat the fruit. Then the next generation, uh, Cain kills Abel. How do you go from one perfect generation to the next generation committing murder? Then after that, Laman has two wives and he, he's boasting about him having wives. He's boasting about him committing murder. Then chapter, you get in chapter number six and God said, hey, I repent that I even made man. He says their thoughts are evil continually. He said that they don't look like what I want them to look like. And then you look in Isaiah chapter number one and he said the, the, the whole head is sick from the top to the bottom. If we look in our world and our society today, mankind is, we have perfected corruptness. Can I tell the truth? We have perfected corruptness. Man has mastered living corrupt lives. And we're calling right wrong and we're calling wrong right. Amen. And so the Lord says the spirit helps our infirmity. I don't know about you. I need God. I have, I've learned to be honest with Jonathan. There's some thoughts that I think that I know it's not God. There's some stuff that I think that I know it's not right. It's, I, I know that if God don't help me, my mind is messed up if I don't get the mind of God. So I need the spirit to help my infirmity. And that happens through prayer. Oh God. I've learned the more time you spend with God, the more God will reveal about what's in your spirit. And that's why people don't want to pray. Because if I spend time with God, who is a spirit, can I, a sidebar, God is holy. They, and the only way to get to God is you have to bring him holiness. You have to bring God righteousness. You have to bring God sanctification. You have to see, you have to tell God, God, that I'm, I'm a mess. I, the only thing that can fix me is you. I've tried drugs, that didn't fix me. I've tried sin, that didn't fix me. I've tried men, I've tried women, that didn't fix me. God arrogance didn't fix me. I went to school, that didn't fix me. So the only thing that can help me is God. God, I need you to fix me. He said the spirit helps our infirmity. There is no way you can spend time in prayer with God without God revealing to you the issues that you have. Before I can be an intercessor, I got to deal with me. Oh God. And that's why we struggle with prayer because you can't go to a holy God without a holy God saying, let me first clean you up. Prayer will make you think right. Prayer will make you be honest with your own decisions. Prayer will help your own decisions. Lord have mercy. And if you stay with God long enough, he'll strengthen you. The spirit helps our infirmities. And I'm glad I got a God I can take it to. Hallelujah. I'm grateful that I, I can take my every infirmity. I can, and can I tell y'all, nobody knows me like me. Nobody knows you like you. 
You can be married 50 years and your spouse don't really know you like you know you. But God knows you like you know, like God knows the real you. Can I tell the truth? And I'm glad I can take the real me to God and I don't have to be fake with him. I don't, I can, I can be honest with him. I can say, God, I got some problems. There's some stuff in my mind that's not right. God, I'm wrestling with some spiritual stuff. I don't know where it came from. Help me, God. I don't want this stuff to come out. I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to embarrass my family. Help me, God. The spirit helps our infirmities. This world wants us to say that wickedness is right. Mm -hmm. and, it, and then they, they do these subtle things. No judgment. What you're really saying is, I'm good in my sin and leave me alone. It, you, these, these little subtle things. Well, everybody sins. All have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. But everybody doesn't have to sin every day. If everybody has to sin every day, then Jesus died on the cross in vain. He died to break sin off of our lives. He died so we can be free from sin. Oh God. So the spirit prayer, it helps our infirmity. You, you can't take a carnal mind to a holy God. Spirit helpeth. Now, this is so powerful. Verse number 26. I'm going to take my time and teach because I'm, uh, uh, listen, we're so full of stuff today. It says, for we know not what we should pray for as we are. But the spirit itself makes intercession. <laughs> For us, the Spirit says, I, see, I, I, know you, I know you're coming to God, but the truth is, we don't know how to pray. And, and, and so, because God is a Spirit, and, and Jesus teaches prayer, he says, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven. He didn't say repeat this, he said after this manner. And so... What Paul is saying here in Romans is stay in prayer until the Spirit of God takes over your prayer. Spend time with God until God steps in your prayer life and takes over your prayer. God have mercy. The, the Bible says God understands how far off we are from God. So prayer closes the gap between man and God. Uh, can I teach today? Prayer says, I know that you're bringing yourself to God, but the Spirit of God has got to teach you how to pray. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I, because it tells me we don't even know what we have to pray for. Can I tell you, uh, what we normally pray for is what we're facing right now. Lord, I'm hungry. Feed me. Lord, my children acting crazy. Fix that. Lord, I got a crazy boss. Fix that. Lord, I need to. I need, my money's funny right now. Fix that. We normally pray for what we are dealing with right now. Amen, somebody. And as soon as that thing works out, we either stop praying or move on to the next issue. Amen, somebody. But the Bible says God wants you to stay in prayer until you have submitted your will to God to the point where the Spirit steps in and intercedes. Oh, hallelujah. Until God meets you in your prayer. Has God ever met you in your prayer time? Have you ever got down to pray with one agenda, but the Holy Ghost took over and prayed and gave you another agenda? Has God ever, have you ever been praying and somebody you don't even know or haven't even heard about shows up in your prayer and God starts leading you to pray for them and time seems you get lost in time? The Spirit starts making intercession and you start seeing things 
that, Lord, what's going on? The Spirit is teaching you how to pray. And what I've learned is when God gets you to a point where the spirit is making intercession, that means God said, I've already known your request. I've got all of your stuff covered. Don't you worry about your stuff. I need you to cover somebody else. I need you to pray. I've got your stuff covered. I need you to cover somebody else. I need you to pray for this because I've got you covered. Let the spirit start making intercession. Because we don't know what we need to pray for. And so God say, I, I, you come to a point where I can step in. I've got you covered. But I need you to cover somebody else. Stay there long enough till God himself gets in your prayer closet. Stay there long enough until it's no more about a laundry list that you bring God. But you ask God, God, tell me what you want me to pray for. God, what's on your agenda today? God, who shall I be praying for today? God, what's on your agenda? God, what do you want done in this earth realm today? How does your will, what does your will call for today? It's not about my agenda, but it's about your agenda. What do you want done in this earth realm, God? Let the spirit take over. Oh, hallelujah. God will handle your business. Said, but the spirit itself says, I'm going to come in and, and, and these groanings that come out of your spirit. You may not, ha, tears are rolling, but you don't even understand. Why am I crying? The spirit is taking over. Why am I moaning? Why, why is this? Because the things of God cannot be understood with a carnal mind. God is a spirit. I wish I could. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. This flesh will never satisfy God. This, this scripture is so powerful. Whew. Watch what he says in verse 27. Romans 8 and 27. See, the thing is God wants to use you. He wants to use a person to do supernatural things in this earth everything God does he does it through people so I want to be like Isaiah here am I Lord use me cleanse me first because I'm a man of undone he says I'm an undone man I need you to cleanse me first then he says here am I Watch verse 27. This is so powerful. He that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, Paul says stuff, and this is, this is so uh, powerful because now I'm talking about prayer. We don't know how to pray as we ought. And then he says he's searching. When we go in prayer, God searches our intent. It's funny to me, God is an all-knowing, all-wise, all-powerful. Nothing is hid from God. And so when we come to God, he already knows our heart. He knows why you're here. He made us. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We belong to him. And so the Spirit says, I'm searching What is God searching for? He that searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit. So when the spirit maketh intercession, it is God's will that we get his mind. So in prayer, it's God's will that we get the mind of God. I, I'm, I'm, I, I love to praise God. I don't mind. I've seen yokes broke. I've seen, I've seen God do incredible things in praise and worship. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes, 
I've seen the power of God this weekend. We were in praise and worship. So every five souls received the gift of the Holy Ghost right in the service. We didn't have to have a tarot service. We didn't take them to a back room. The power of God was moving in the place this weekend. We're just watching souls receive the gift of the Holy Ghost in their seats and at the altar. We're just watching God fill them with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I, that's, I've, see, I've seen God heal. I've seen God do incredible things. But God wants your heart. And what is so powerful is he wants you to have his heart. I'm on. Somebody just missed that. God wants to spend so much time with you till your heart becomes his heart. Till his heart becomes your heart. Remember the scripture that said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you can ask. Most of us think that if I'm walking with God, then I can ask for my car. I can ask God for my house and he's going to give it to me. I can ask God for my wife. He's going to give it to me. I can ask God to pay my tuition. He's going to give it to me. That's not what God is talking about. God says you spend enough time with me. My will becomes your will. And when you ask, you only ask for the things of God. That's really what prayer is. Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. There's some supernatural things that God wants done through you. But we got to get in the right place and it's going to take prayer. Amen, somebody. And there's a reason why the prayer, I came up, uh, uh, Monday night was prayer meeting, and um, uh, I would go, Thursday night was our prayer meeting, and I would go to prayer. Uh, after I got filled me with the Holy Ghost at 11, I, my parents, my father was going to church, uh, and he said, I said, I'm going with you. He said, well, it's only prayer. I said, well, I'm going to prayer. I was 11 years old, and I said, I'm going to prayer. And God filled me all over again in prayer meeting. So the next week, he says, well, I'm going to prayer. I said, well, I'm going with you. And it was, I remember distinctly, it was about 20 people in prayer. And I was the youngest little kid in there. And the Holy Ghost hit me again. I'm, and they, they had to take me out to the car. And uh, what God was doing. <laughs> and, but the next week I said, I'm going to prayer. And, 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 <clears throat> and I've learned, and what God was teaching me was the importance of a prayer life. That when God takes over your life, you pray the things of God and he takes care of your business. The enemy wants to take you through so much to all you do is pray for what you face. No. God, can I tell you, the, can I tell y'all the truth? Y'all don't have to tell, I'm going to look in the camera and say this. Listen, God gave the enemy approval to test you and to take you through. Everything you are facing had to be approved by God. Satan had to go ask God, can I test them? Can I trust them? Can I do this? Can I mess with their children? Can I mess with their finances? Can I trouble them? Can I allow sickness to come? Satan had to get approval to bother you. He had to ask God for it. Satan is on God's payroll. Satan is on God's payroll. And so he had to ask God for it. And God said, go do it. And what we do, we focus on what Satan takes us through rather than what God is trying to do in our lives. I wish I could teach this like I feel. So the enemy says, he does just like he says, Joe, I'm going to trouble them so bad till they curse God. And God says, go ahead. That tells me that God can trust me. That tells 
me that God says, I've worked with them, I know them, and I'm going to allow Satan to take them through because when they come out, they're going to come out giving me the glory. They're going to come out saying, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, they're going to come out worshiping, they're going to come out being a blessing. It's not going to kill them, it's going to bless them. What Satan meant for evil, God meant it for our good. Amen. I don't have time today. I don't. And see, what, 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 what we think is Satan, he doing all of this stuff. And, and, but he had to get God's approval to do it. God does not run his uh, 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 kingdom without control. Can I say that again? God does not run his kingdom without being in absolute control. Every, all things, notice it's all things, all things. And we know all things work together for good. To them that love God. To them who are the called according. <laughs> See the enemy said I'm going to trouble them until they stop praying. But he didn't realize the trouble sent me into prayer. Amen. I'm going to trouble them till they quit paying their tithes. But he didn't realize the trouble you, it's going to make me give more. I'm going to trouble them till they quit fasting. What you didn't realize is the trouble going to make me push my plate away. The spirit itself maketh intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. Go with me to, Lord have mercy, Isaiah 58. Is this helping anybody today? I'm asking God as we're fasting and praying this week, I'm asking for results. And I believe in asking God for some stuff. Somebody said, that's too big. What's too big for God? I prayed and I asked God, I said, God, next year in year 2023, I want to see an average of 10 souls being baptized a month. Yes. Isn't that what the church is for, to win souls? Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. If, if 3,000 can come into church on one day, we can ask for 10 souls a month being baptized. Yes. Amen. Amen, someone. Amen. He said, and he added to the church daily such... Add to the ministry. Lord, this is a minimum. I'm not asking. This is what I minimally want to see. And I'm not afraid to put it in the atmosphere. I've learned if you can't speak it, you don't believe it. Boy, I feel like praising him. If you can't say it, you don't believe it. And I'm believing God. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Look at Isaiah 58 and 1. Is this helping anybody? Give God praise just a moment. Give God praise. Tell them thank you. Hallelujah. Look at this. Isaiah uh, 58. Watch what he says. This is so powerful. Verse number 1. It says, cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression of the house of Jacob and the house of Jacob their sins. God says, verse 2. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways. They're praying. They're, they're coming after me. They want to know me as a nation and did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask for me ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. The people don't mind coming to God. But watch verse number three. Wherefore we have fasted, say they. And thou seest not. Say, God, we fasted, but you don't know. Watch what God says. Remember I told you the spirit maketh intercession and it searches what's the mind of God. What's the mind of the spirit. Wherefore, verse number three says, wherefore ye have fasted, say they, and seest, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day that your fast ye find pleasure. God said, wait a minute. You fasting for show. You're not fasting for a breakthrough. You're fasting so somebody can see that you're deep. You're fasting so you can get honor. 
<laughs> You're fasting so you can get some reverence from somebody. He said, he said, no, it's not that I don't see you, but I see your heart. Wherefore, ye have afflicted our soul and, and you don't know. Isn't it funny sometimes we say, God, why haven't you answered my prayer? Don't you see I go to church? Don't you see? But God said, I see your giving, but it's in vain because your heart ain't right. Watch this. this. This is so powerful. Verse number three says, you fasted, say they, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul? How many times have we told God, God, I did this. I paid my tithes. God, I did what I was supposed to. God said, but I'm looking at the intent of your heart. He says, you fasted, but you, watch what he says. He says, verse uh, number three, wherefore we have afflicted our soul, and God, you don't know what I'm doing. He said, behold, in the day that you fast, you find pleasure. How can can you fast and still have fun and then you exact all your labors God say if you're going to come to me with fasting I want to see you broken I want to see that you have come with the right intent he said you fast you are uh, verse number four watch this you fast for strife you fast and you're angry you're fast and you keep debating. If we keep studying the word debate, it's rebellious. How can I fast and still be rebellious? Oh God. He said you fast, but you got the wrong intent. He said you fast and you're still angry. You're still arguing. You're still fussing. You're still causing. He said, how can you fast and still have these issues? To smite with the fist of wickedness. You, you fast. And then he says, and ye shall not fast. Don't fast like this. Don't fast with anger in your spirit. Don't fast. He says, to make your voice heard. Uh-uh. We act as if God can't hear us. Can I, I've already said, the Bible says he knows the very hairs on your head. Amen. Is this helping anybody? I'm almost through. I'm almost through. Watch what he says. Verse number five of Isaiah 58. God says it's a fast that I have chosen. Not a fast that you have chosen. Because you want what you want. See, prayer and fasting is for God's will to be done in our lives. Not for our will to be done on this earth. It's to get us to a place where God's will is done in the earth. Oh my. It's to break up our carnality so the spirit man can live. Because we really don't know what God's will is. So fasting and praying is not for us to change God to do what we want God to do. It's for us to get into his will so his will can be done in our lives. Watch what he says. He says, verse five, it is such a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul. It is to bow down his head as a bulrush, to spread sackcloth and ashes under him. Will thou call this a fast, an acceptable day of the Lord, to the Lord? Watch verse six. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? If we do this right, we're going to somebody say, I want results. We'll get results. If we do this right, he says it will loose the bands of wickedness. If we do this right, it'll undo heavy burdens. If we do this right, it'll let the oppressed go free. If we do this right, it'll break every yoke. If you put fasting and praying together, we will get results. Said, now that's what I've chosen. Watch this. Verse number seven. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry that thou bring the poor that are cast out of thy house? When thou seest the naked, you cover them and thou, that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning. Said you do this right, you'll get a breakthrough. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, hallelujah. You do this right, you're going to see a breakthrough. If you pray and fast right, you will see deliverance. But God has to deal with us first. And I want God to deal with me. I do. I'm like David. Uh, if you look in Chronicles uh, chapter number 7, David messed up. First Chronicles, he messed up. David does something terrible. God said, don't number the people. God wasn't worried about numbering the people. But God, God saw pride in David's heart. And the reason David wanted to number the people, so he could stick his chest out and say, look what I've done. And so God told him, don't you number the people. And so what David does is he tells his men, y'all go ahead and number them anyway. I want to know. I want to stick my chest out and say, look what I've done. Can I tell you, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And because he disobeyed God, God sent an angel to plague the people. And when God sent an angel to plague the people, and uh, David went before God and, 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 and they repented. And God told the angel, said, stop, stop killing the people. But David started sacrificing. And God said, David, you got three choices. He says, either I'm going to leave you in the hands of yourself. I'm going to leave you in the hands of man. Or you can choose to be in my hands. David said, I'd rather be in the hands of a just God. Because I don't want to be in my own hands. Because I won't do right by myself. And God knows I don't want to be in the hands of folks. Don't put me in the hands of a corrupt man. Don't do that. So he said, let me be in the hands of a just God. Fasting and prayer gets you connected to God. Watch this. He said, then shall, verse 8, then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily. Can I tell y'all something? Many of our sicknesses is because we do not take things to God. We worry ourselves till we sick. Lord Jesus. And our bodies start breaking down because we're taking on, we make ourselves God. I'm almost through. When I take on something that belongs to God, I make myself God. God didn't intend for me to take it on. He said, it shall break forth as the morning. Thy health shall spring forth speedily. Thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy re-reward. Then shall thou call on the Lord, and guess what? Then shall thou call, and God said, the Lord will answer. When we fast and pray right, God's going to answer. <laughs> you, and, and, and I was praying, God, it's no good. Uh, I've grown, I've been in every, uh, I almost feel kind of foolish uh, sometimes, even now, because I've, I've been in church where we had full choir, had full choir musicians and everything. And uh, I, I mean, been in the largest and the smallest of, and, but what I've come to learn is there is no church if God doesn't show up. Amen. Amen. It's his house. It's not our church. It's God's. Amen. And I want God to show up. Amen. One last verse and then, then I'm going to be done. Woo. Is this helping anybody? Can you take a minute and just give God praise? Hallelujah. I believe God's go I believe yokes are going to be destroyed this week. I believe God's going to answer prayers. I believe God's going to move. I have an expectation that God is going to do exceeding abundantly above all that he can ask for think. I believe I'm, I'm expecting God to do some great things. I'm looking for it. I'm expecting God to do some great things.
There's one last verse that I want to read in Luke chapter number 18. You have to be patient enough with God to allow him to take you through a process. You have to allow God. And sometimes God, most of the time, his clock is not ours. This is free. This is not in my notes. I just feel God. Sometimes we get impatient. We want what we want, when we want it. But the scripture said, in patience, possess your soul. We live in a world today where everything is at our fingertips. We watch a TikTok video and that doesn't entertain us enough, so I go to another one. If what I'm looking at on IG doesn't entertain us enough, I go to someone else. If what I see on Facebook, I go to something else. If I go to YouTube, that video's got to be a certain amount of time or then my attention span. God says, I'm not concerned about your attention span. I want to know, are you willing to wait on me? And while he, you wait on God, he makes you better. God is not going to give you the things of God and you don't have the patience to wait on him. Hallelujah. Can I share something with you? You meet somebody the first day, don't tell them all your business. I sat on a plane one time, hour and a half flight, and by the time the person next to me, by the time we landed, she had told me all of her business. I sat there and said, yes, ma'am, uh-huh. I, I said, but don't look for me, don't look for that in return, because I don't know you. Excuse me. What I'm saying is, God says, I'm not going to give you a miracle, and you don't have time to wait on me. You won't spend time with me, but yet you want everything. God said, I want to know, can I trust you? Watch what he said. One verse, Luke 18 and 1. That was free. That wasn't in my notes. Thank you. That was free. <laughs> and he spake a parable unto them to this end. That men ought, what? Always to pray. And not, what? So one says lose heart. Another text says faint. And this scripture says, he speaks to them and says, men ought, what? Always pray and not, that word faint does not mean pass out. It means don't quit. It means never stop. It doesn't mean fall out. We think somebody fainted, they, they pass out. No, it means don't ever stop talking to God. Don't ever stop going to God. There's nothing in your life that you should not take to God. When God brought us into the world to do his will, men ought always, and that men is not gender specific, it means mankind. Always acknowledge the Lord. One of my favorite scriptures is uh, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will direct your path. Father, we bless your name. We ask God that you would touch us. Father, even as we leave this place, God, keep in our hearts those that we have prayed for. God, as we leave this place, cover us, bring us back at the appointed time. God, do we pray in the name of Jesus, add to the church daily such as should be saved. We'll bless you and we'll give your name praise. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.